0: My hip kills me after every episode because I do this.
1: But you do it every episode.
0: I know. It's just, well, that's how I feel 10. most comfortable.
1: Welcome. <laughs> Double to digits, baby. Original marketing. Brady is sitting in his normal
0: seat. Yep, in my normal position. <laughs> are your and hips going to be sore? My hips are going to be sore after this episode. He did never... actually hurt going into the episode. So we'll see.
1: You haven't even recovered because it was last Friday. No, it was from walking the golf course this weekend. It's going to be a golf podcast if I let you have your way. I mean,
0: we talked about it last week, and it was the only (laughs) thing on my mind this weekend. And
1: we recorded on
0: a Friday, so.
1: We did prep for the show, but the whole show just ended up talking about Brady's round, which he shot three over
0: on the back nine. Yeah. Played the front nine twice, three over the second time, five over the first time. You're sore. I was walking in the rain. I played nine holes in 40 minutes, speed walking, (sighs) booking it. What else has been going on in your life? since we last talked golf uber freight did
1: we talk about that
0: no we didn't talk about uber freight that's one of the deals was... you're trying to close yeah. right now uber freight z scaler there's some, some big ones those are some big brands. fun ones too What are you finding these bigger brands need right now brady um it's kind of fun because they're at the scale where they have pretty healthy awareness budgets right and in other so... words
1: people do know who uber is and yeah uber and even
0: zscaler yep. as well um and so they're investing a lot in just their it's called like air coverage which means and they have terms like always on campaigns mm-hmm. and so that's less like waiting for someone to be in demand and finding channels that express their in demand and it's more like you are always a part of your icp's mind share i mean we're the and that's ideal customer persona
1: we're the biggest agency in SaaS for marketing do you think we're big enough to have always on brand campaigns yet? I think so. I mean, I think what's that like, what's that? When when do you think you should switch from bottom of funnel, capture everything, monetize as best you can to people should already know about you. And you should be their preferred choice because of how well you've done air coverage. Yeah.
0: I think you earn it. I I think like when I say you earn it, you get the ROI from other investments that are more predictable. But I think, once you earn it financially, you are actually ready for it because you've acquired customers to earn it. You now have a place in the marketplace. You have that kind of authority behind you to use in like air coverage campaigns. So I think they they naturally happen at the same time. So if you got it like
1: that, you can do it like that., yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> okay. And getting it like that just means like for us, I think we had ten thousand SAS accounts. We've held sales mm-hmm. calls with probably. 90 percent of them now yeah 75 but i'd argue we're not going to get the remainder of our total addressable market our tam if we don't do different types of campaigns like i think all the people that are that are power users on linkedin that would react to a linkedin campaign we've got them Mm -hmm. like all the people who would do the Google Ads we've got? Like, I think now it's time to figure out how do we get that last, you know, twenty five percent of our marketplace to know who we are. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, I do think our LinkedIn messages are somewhat awareness. I, I'd love to see the data behind the average time of delivery and response. Like, I think we hit people multiple times in their inbox on their feed, and yes, we have like a very bomb the funnel. Let's talk offer. Yep, which isn't normally an awareness ad but i think people see it multiple times and chew on it almost as if it is some people have got it
1: 24 times probably by now i've been running it for over two years
0: yeah i've looked sometimes in salesforce if we get a prospect i'll like log in and i will see multiple campaign touch points yeah at
1: this point and i think that's the power you know for everyone listening of like not being everything for everyone but something for someone because over time that someone in my opinion There's going to be that trigger, right? There's timing and there's positioning. So you got to position yourself to capture the timing. But You got to do it long enough for the timing to be captured. Mm -hmm. Like I, I see so many of our clients and I think younger marketers, I know I was guilty of this myself. Like we want things to work unrealistically. Like here's some of the things, in my opinion, we do as marketers that are just generically incorrect universally we expect campaigns to work faster than our close rates. Yeah. Like that one's crazy. Like, in other words, you talk to sales and you find out from sales, it takes 60 days on average to close the deal. And then the CMO will check in with the demand gen team and be like, where are we at? It's only been 45 days. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we're 15 days away from even knowing. Yeah, But people don't have the confidence to say that. So they like pivot and freak out. They're like, I don't know. We're trying. We're working hard. We're going to do more. And sometimes you got to be like, need 15 more days and i think for us you know how everybody says marketing will eventually stop working or this tactic will stop working yeah i know they're right but it takes a long time for tactics to stop working Mm -hmm. like we've been sending gift cards to get people to get a meeting we so we send a hundred dollar gift card if you show up to a meeting you get a hundred dollar gift card and we use that in our advertising i mean we've been telling people that for almost two and a half years now Mm -hmm. and they still are showing up in the droves yeah. Every day for meetings.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of it, like you brought up, you know, you do one thing for one person. Yeah. Something I, for like, someone. Yeah. Something for someone. I think that's big for awareness to work as well. And I think that's big for any type of strategy to work because yeah. I get a lot of LinkedIn at ad- LinkedIn ads and they'll have incentives. But I think it is how niched we are and yeah. how direct our message is to that person's problems and pain points yep. that that paired with the gift
1: card is what works. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part for a lot of our clients is a lot of people want to be a platform before they ever became a product. They want to be a brand before they became a product. Yeah, They want to be more than they can be because they haven't earned it yet. Like delayed gratification is so hard for CEOs and thus put their marketing teams in impossible situations because the CEO is already bored with their... E-commerce positioning, so they want to expand to SaaS, or mm-hmm. they're bored with SaaS, so they want to expand to e-commerce. Or, hey, I had three clients in the last month ask me about web development. Let's offer it. And now you've got this crappy, unprofitable web development offering that focuses on project instead of recurring revenue yeah. because you thought you were losing money. But what's more important than money is your time and your energy. Mm-hmm. And so, like at the executive level, even our biggest accounts. Most talented executives, they struggle with focusing on the focus. I used to remember say the focus is the focus. Yeah. Like that's the hardest part for executives to get to that next level is letting the focus be the focus.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing that with like the whole SLG to PLG movement. Yep. Like it's not like they've mastered the sales program. They're keeping the sales program and they're expanding into product led growth. It's like, no, no. We haven't figured it out yet, but it's a hot topic, so we're completely switching when I think the route is, no, you should master sales. A part of your market needs sales, deserves sales, and you should keep that going, and you should expand and add on to it with product-led growth. But Yeah, but it's all about the money, I don't see much of that.
1: It's about the money, though. (laughs) So here's what happens. Let's just be real. Software industry, where we serve and live. Mm -hmm. What do software companies, CEOs, what's their primary job description, in your opinion? The CEO of a software company, Brady. Growth is a
0: big part of it. Valuation of the company. Funds.
1: Yeah. Fundraising. So if I just raised, you're my investor. Okay, mm-hmm. Brady, I'm going to be the CEO for a second. Let me show you how we get hair, wire, hair, brain CEOs with bad ideas. I just did a series A with you and I raised a hundred million dollars. Yep. Do you think you just give me a hundred million dollars as a blank check or do I need to anchor specific initiatives against a yeah. hundred million?
0: Yeah, you have to. What are those? What do, you, plan. what do you
1: see a lot of them end up doing?
0: juicing departments
1: they i see them go global a lot yeah so i see a lot of guys that are like "Wait, hey, we're doing well in the u.s we want to go to amia and apac yeah right i personally see them giving a lot of money to google yep for
0: relevant terms <laughs> yes that's, that's they, what i see every day They waste
1: a lot of money on ads with poor targeting and going cheap on agencies mm-hmm. or grinding out their in-house team we see a lot of that the other thing we see a lot of is innovation New ideas or and I think the biggest one, it's usually global and going upstream. Yeah. We're gonna get enterprise accounts and we gotta go global. And essentially what they do is they go from being the product that everybody loves to the platform that nobody understands. Mm -hmm. And they do it all day, every day across our whole portfolio. Why? Because if I'm gonna go back to you and I'm gonna say I need 250 million dollars in a series B. Do you think I can say it's for global going global and enterprise again? No, I have to give you something new. Yeah. So every time I run out of money, instead of fixing the problem, which is why I didn't get the growth I wanted, why I still don't have the cash flow and why I need more capital. I have to come up with a new idea. Mm -hmm. And do you think I use all my best ideas in the beginning or the end in the beginning? Yeah. So the further along I get the worse ideas I have, but it's the only way I can stay afloat. Yeah. And eventually, our clients are doing things that make no sense, constantly pivoting, and they're massively successful brands. Mm-hmm. These aren't little startups. These are companies that are IPOing or post IPO that are still spinning because they need to figure out how to spend the money. Yeah. And that's where I think we kind of live now to a certain extent. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And there's like a category of ideas that look good on paper, but if it relies on your market changing in a way for it to become a reality it's easier to explain running 100 miles and getting someone
1: to do it yeah and you don't see a ton of acquisitions in the space cuz they're all overvalued now they love it for themselves but yeah. they don't want to it's yeah, the yeah. irony the whole thing like they don't there's not enough acquisitions in the space cuz everyone's overvalued mm-hmm. so you have this like weird software world we're kind of living in
0: yeah all the companies not turning a profit valued billions
1: correct so how do you buy a company that's yeah. just going to increase your debt yeah it has to go to your valuation so this whole game just becomes about funding mm-hmm. and fundraising mm-hmm. and that's where i think it's so hard as a marketer in software because you got to kind of balance the game everyone's playing yeah now that's kind of a little sassy inside of baseball at directive any other stuff you got going on here at directive
0: we got executive meetings coming up this week. Yeah. So that's awesome. We have all the executives flying out for Wednesday, all day, half day, Thursday. And then everyone who is hired, we do trimesters here at Directive. So everyone hired within the fifth month of the year, all the way up till, what is it, the ninth? Yeah. No, fifth to the. Including Mm -hmm. the 5th up to the 8th. Yeah, something like that. 4 to 8 or whatever. Very difficult math right there. They all fly out to Southern California, and we get to hang out with them.
1: I have 52 people at my house on Thursday. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm pumped.
0: I can't make Friday, though, so that's going to...
1: Wow. Yeah? You dropping bombs on the show?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all in my calendar. Yeah. But I had a trip planned for a while. Dang. But it was tons of fun last time, and this group is even bigger. It gets wild. That's how I mean. I went home. I know what you're talking about. We don't have to get into that. Oh, I'm like,
1: not going to get into it. I know what you're talking about. And I heard it can get wild. I hear all sorts of stuff at the end of the <laughs> night. I'm like, man, I should have left. So, like, I usually what I do is I don't do much Thursday night because I want people to feel like they can just, you know, be yeah. with their peers. But then Friday night, I want to be able to kind of be with everyone. Mm-hmm. But then there is a point where people may, you know. Get a little, you know, I mean, it was more
0: loose. You took him to the best 90s cover band and it was such a good time. Southern California, if not the world. So we were just literally anything different.
1: I lost my voice for two weeks and I had my very first keynote. I couldn't talk. 90s cover bands will do that to you. Yeah. But what a time it was. That's what I hear. What a time it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's talk about a little advertising jealousy. Yeah, let's do it. You want to start? You want me to start? I can start this time. Okay. Mix it up. Let me uh, pull it up while you ask me questions and we pretend like we're not wasting time. So we got this ad right here. I want to show you today. And this is kind of my advertising jealousy. You can kind of see it right, right? So we we did this offline at lunch and before our prep. But it's essentially Duolingo. And they're trying to do their ad for why you need it for travel but they played on the theme of getting a tattoo yeah and you don't really know it's duolingo they hint at it with right there like ui
0: screenshots
1: correct you'd have to be a fan and they have the
0: owl on it so like if you know you know
1: but really high production extremely high production and i love this you're just sitting down and you're like realizing that like you're getting completely the wrong tattoo and you got the sketchy tattoo artist is screwing with you yeah no refunds i love that arms legs, chest, just such a clever I, way to that do line's cool we got your back
0: and then arms like chest and whatever that is like i thought that was really
1: creative oh my gosh so what i just love about it is translation apps should be a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying so yeah. like, if you think about what Like Rosetta Stone or something. Mm -hmm. You think about learning a language as this hyper-educational thing, right? You maybe learn Spanish in high school. Then in college, you might take Spanish again. You might do German or French or whatever. But we don't really ever learn the language, if that makes sense. We learn contextually about the information we should know about the language. Mm -hmm. But we don't ever really apply the language appropriately. Yeah, This commercial shows you the jobs to be done Mm -hmm. you know i was talking about like jtbd the jobs to be done Mm -hmm. like what is the outcome you get from a translation app and what if you didn't have to learn the language so much as you had felt confident and secure traveling because of the power you had in your pocket yeah and that's what i love about it it's like it creates this like cult like you have google translate but google translate is not the same in my opinion
0: Yeah. And I think it was showing some type of like image recognition, which is cool, which I know Google has that as well. And I've seen the videos like Google has live translate. So you wear headphones and it just translates as the person's talking. But this was just such a creative, realistic. I mean, the situation is the only, only, only thing. I don't even want to say I don't like it because I really like that ad, but they really narrowed it down to like the tattoo when maybe there could have been a different experience like a restaurant experience that's more relatable it might be to everyone. i would like it as a campaign yeah it could be
1: a different ad I, you could do a whole campaign called like travel gone wrong yeah
0: but i like the tattoo idea because that's been like a meme in the past like i've seen those photos on reddit relevant. it's like yeah. an old joke is you know i got this tattooed and it means this and then the actual person who knows language says like that doesn't mean that like I think it's been in movies, probably. Like it's, it's a cold, cold yeah. It's,
1: it's definitely a fear. Like you're in, like in this case, it looks like they're in Japan, and they get a tattoo. It's not Japan. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> you look at me like I, but, but like, I felt like it was Japan. I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna go to Japan. I always get tested because my wife is Japanese. So it's like, hey, my friend, you know, what? Like, what is she? She, she just pulled this on me.
1: You're slightly Japanese, so I feel like yeah. you should be better at this than
0: like I mean I'm pretty good, but so her friend was Cambodian.
1: It's hard to talk between Cambodia and Lao or like Yeah. I was like, why I'm getting pretty yeah, good. That's but that's I mean that's like that's expert level. Yeah. I can usually tell if someone's Korean, Chinese, Vietnamese, yep. Filipino. Yep. Japanese.
0: Yeah, I know languages and accents pretty well too. But but from the video, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm not throwing, You're not trying I'm okay, not throwing I'm guesses out.
1: I wonder if I'm right. right. But I think you, what you could do is turn it into a series. So that's what I like about the video. It's like tattoo is one of the use cases, but you could have ordering food, thinking you got duck, and then you ended up with liver, and then you hate, like, there, there's yeah. so many ways you can bring the pain of not understanding a language mm-hmm. and then create the application, Duo, mm-hmm. Duolingo. I keep thinking Dua Lipa. I don't know why, but like every time I say Dua li, Ling, my brain goes there. Duolingo, because that song, uh, Jack Harlow has a song called Dua Lipa. Is that a person? Yeah, she's like a, a Latin pop star. Okay. But that's what my brain just keeps going this Jack Harlow song called Dua Lipa. But essentially, you could do any type of campaign that shows like pain and then the app being the solution. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just universally applicable. And I love that. I love ad campaigns. Where to your point of like, well, I wish it would have shown more. I like that they didn't show more and that they could go 60 seconds deep into a bunch of different applications, all thematically correlated mm-hmm. to that same pain. Yeah. Because that to me is even cool.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, you brought this up, but the fact that it was, they presented the app in a way where you can download it in the airport yep. on your way and still use it versus... I think, I mean, Duolingo's done this type of ad where it's more like, okay, you're about to commit a
1: good portion of your life to learning this language. That's what you and I talk about a ton called psychological friction. And I think there's so much psychological friction, in my opinion, Brady, associated with e learning. Yeah. Like, is there any part of you that thinks learning a language is fun, if we're being honest? No, it's tough. I did Duolingo for Japanese. You probably I can count quit, to five, right? but I quit at colors. Yeah, see. You you quit. And I'm sure they have massive retention issues and other things like that. And once they start to understand that, pivoting it to being more of a a tool, mm-hmm. it's what they the ad makes it a tool. Yeah. You're in a situation, you don't understand what's occurring, and you want to validate your knowledge, or you want to verify something, or you want to understand something, you use the app as a tool. Yeah. That to me. Is such a clever way to reposition the product from being a Rosetta Stone competitor to being a better version of Google Translate. That's two very different offerings, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure they have both. I'm not an expert in Duolingo. I've never used the app, but to see how they advertise something that has so much psychological friction, so much nastiness associated with, like, learning a new language, pain. Like, we don't love to learn new languages, Americans at least. Other Mm. countries know multiple languages. Mm -hmm. We don't. Yeah, and I think you learn that way over time. Like, I think if I had
0: that with that as the expectation, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just gonna take out my app and you know, even if it's a dish, a restaurant, what, like, how would I say this in Japanese? I think I would actually learn because I know some just from like toy day is toilet, bocha's bath, daco's carry and hold. Yeah, and but that's from being you know, around my family and. But then they
1: start talking fast, and you, you start yeah. to lose it, right? And it so happens to me in Spanish. I would say. Like if I was in Mexico for two weeks, I would be pretty fluent at the end of two weeks. Mm -hmm. But I need time. It's like a slow ramp, right? And it's like, I don't get stuck with the whole sentence. I get stuck on a word. To have that app right there and just pull up that word real quick, you'll get that confidence. You start speaking Mm -hmm. more. It's like learning a language in bite-sized pieces. Like how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you learn a language? I think first with confidence. And I think the app showed you how usable it was. Yeah, and they showed could, the bites. Yeah, they showed the bites. They showed the bites. Yeah,
0: I think it was... I thought it was cool. And l- I'm just so hyped on the level of production it for was. a translation app.
1: It was epic. It was epic live-action production for a translation yeah.
0: app. It was a really cool style. Yeah. The darkness of it for, like, the tattoo parlor. That's and what I was thinking dark Tokyo. That's what I was doing, like, yeah. Tokyo at night was, like, where my brain went. I mean, the sun does go down in every country, but I'm not...
1: Thank you except great. for alaska sometimes i was there for that really, really weird yeah that's so trippy we great, client, great for golf though yeah we, we had like the <laughs> uh second largest telecommunications company in alaska for like four years as a customer and we'd go up there sometimes and visit and you had the Iterod, you had all the stuff that was cool
0: yeah that did look like a, you saw like the husky race right or was that just john One of our sales guys, johnny did yeah okay yeah, he was like on the building of the company, and there's this like annual husky race Vault going on. And you're like, "What are we going on? It's here? crazy. I love it." Well, what do you got for us today? Yeah, so I mean, it's such a simple ad that I don't even know if we have to take it out and show it. But I it's, mean, I know Riley's gonna throw up on the screen for everyone. Can you show it to me real quick? Let me. Yeah, I got
1: let you. Let me see what you got here.
0: And I, and I forgot my prop at home. I know what the hell. But it's an Adidas. Uh, slides ad or sandals is what it's called in the ad, but well, they call them sandals. And the ad said sandals, yeah. Let me
1: find. That's it. interesting. I want to actually talk about that. Where wh- where did you find the ad? Was it targeted to you natively, or did you discover it?
0: I found it on Reddit ad porn.
1: Do you feel so it was? I light. doubt the ad was to American consumers. I don't know
0: how old the ad is, but it's just using the logo with a line under it to show this is what people who um, live in Arizona and come to California and go to the beach. This is what they wear. And this is what I wear. I forgot. I was going to wear them for the you podcast wear these to
1: the beach when you're. No,
0: I them. wear them. They're my garage and driveway shoes. Yeah, that's what I have. But I call them
1: slides. Yeah. I call them slides too. Sandals have the thong piece in between. your. Big yes, tub. I agree.
0: When I first saw it, I just thought it was so cool. The way they can incorporate their logo, put a line under it. And it just really—it's a bit abstract. Just a bit abstract. Shows the product. Now I was trying to think, like, what other companies have that logo and a product? Because it doesn't work with every Adidas shoe, right? You can't just do a most, line under I the logo. It doesn't
1: work with most Adidas shoes? No, I think it only works with the slides. Yeah, it's a well—if they did like lady high heels or boots, you could maybe. Yeah, but it would still be more than just one line. Yeah, three straps. Most lady shoes have two straps, I believe—one on the ankle, one on the toes yeah there's not like a third in the middle it would look fun depends
0: on the style i think there can be
1: you think so i know so so there's three straps of so woodwork yeah
0: yeah huh? yeah but they, that's not like i don't think they make <laughs> they don't make that shoe they don't make an adidas high like that's an actual that's true
1: no, you're, right, you're right and
0: i also liked it because are yours nike or adidas though mine are adidas okay that's okay. why i wanted to wear them okay. like they <laughs> honestly look just like that they're the velcro ones though so um, you
1: uh, stripes over checks
0: Stripes over checks. Oh, yeah. The check mark. I was thinking checkers or yeah, yeah, yeah. like Converse for a second. Um, yes. OK. But I think that might be a part of it. Like I got my slides at Costco for $13. OK. And so it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to like I'm not a house slipper guy. I take my shoes off and wear yeah. socks okay. or barefoot. Um, but they were 13 bucks. So I got them. And I think that's a part of me being an Adidas person. Is now I have the slides. I really like my Ultra Boost. I went to the Outlet Mall the other weekend. Yep. They have a Nike store and an Adidas store. Only went to Adidas.
1: Started from the bottom. Yeah. You're working your with it. I out. mean,
0: I've had Ultra Boost before the slides, but I yeah. think it's like, it's a product that you see a lot of people wearing them. I think it's worthy of advertising. It's kind of like a Is the ad good a enough lifestyle. to work
1: if you're not paying attention?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I really...
1: Like, let's just make it digital for a second. Yeah. So, if it's not moving, and it's just there, is it so subtly good you don't notice it? Just out of curiosity, playing devil's advocate for a second, because I think some of these ads crush on print, crush outdoors, crush on a billboard. Mm -hmm. Do you think... But, like,
0: ad fatigue might be stronger than... Yeah, the then creativity on is. like digital display. Yeah, because
1: there's no movement in these. If the if it moves, it doesn't probably play as well. Yeah, I'm but, just curious. So like the Lego one, I did something similar. I showed the Lego ad. Yeah, I don't know if that Lego ad hits in a display ad format mm-hmm. for digital or if it's just out of office like billboard print. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Just conceptually on like because they are very clever. I love the ad. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 like sex for. Advertisers it's clean it's subtle it's creative it's cool we love it but if you pause for a second does it drive sales yeah so
0: shockingly memorable yeah there's definitely my mindset which is I'm in advertising correct I'm planning for this segment correct I own Adidas slides yes and so I definitely know those three variables make me very attracted to that ad I do think there's something about the minimalism that does grab attention, similar to your Lego ad, to where like white space is the common term, but the background's black. So the black space right. in that ad, and just the simplicity of like, that's the Adidas logo with a line under it. And it gets the person thinking, like, honestly, I think the human brain almost feels rewarded for seeing the slides in that visual. It's like, oh, I get it. It's the slides. So I do think there's a lot of like attention-grabbing aspects. But does it drive sales? I think it gets it up in the dome. It gets you thinking about it. Um, how, let's pull it up again.
1: Let's just yeah. look at it. Because I want to see if there's anything we could do to make it drive more sales. I don't want to
0: change this thing.
1: I kind of like the idea of it being like a motion graphics because it's line-based. Yeah, You know how like Apple creates movement? off of like a similar concept like i think you could have the line oh yeah you
0: could definitely animate it moving it just says sandals on the bottom yeah maybe price ranges would be kind of interesting because there's a pretty wide range like i probably got the cheapest men's sandals for 13 dollars from costco yet if you go to like the store i'm sure there are certain ones that could cost up to 50 yeah so 13 to 50 dollar like range would
1: be i got an idea for you kind of interesting so you see how it's flat yeah what if we tilted it so it was in a striking motion like a soccer ball but the ball still had the adidas stripes built in but it was a qr code
0: ah uh, so it's like kicking it
1: yep and then but the balls like I mean, you played soccer would you kick a ball and slides no but we all wear slides to soccer oh you, can, you like show up to the field with them. Yeah, you don't need two socks exactly so you just put yeah. your long socks on yeah yeah and then but you don't want to wear cleats because you don't wear cleats in the parking lot yeah so every real soccer player wears slides none of us wear anything other yeah than slides
0: no it could definitely be like this is the the base of the ad is always using this and then incorporating it different into different
1: sports different themes i i like it as an ad my only question was like in digital those ads i would imagine i try to do something similar so i don't know if you remember this i took our brand colors and i thought every ad always is trying to tell you so much what if i just use the brand color and put Mm -hmm. my logo in the bottom right corner yeah and it was more of just a local logo awareness play which to me that's more of like a brand awareness play. yeah it's it's for it's more of
0: an adidas ad than it is a sandals slides ad Yeah. yeah Yeah, there's some cool, I, I feel like for a high production slides ad, I would do like the really chaotic, like let's just use soccer, yeah. right? So actual play footage yeah. of just intense gameplay, you know, a person just exhausted and then they walk off the field and then it just shows them kicking their cleats off and slipping into the slides. I
1: like when we apply it to things because I think, I think audiences need a kick in the pants to dream. I don't mm-hmm. think as humans, when we're going about our day, remember when we when, when we're when we consume ads as humans, we're not intending to. Yeah. You and I are we do a show. But people mm-hmm. are usually in between what they're trying to do. They're being interrupted by an ad. So to me, the more subtle you make an ad, the less of an interruption it is, so the less you consume it. Now, I love the subtlety because to me, it shows true craftsmanship. Yeah as an advertiser. So I love it as an advertiser. Yeah. I'm just curious conceptually since you and I keep getting drawn to those because they're sexy, they're fun. The Lego ad, the Carrot one you didn't do, the slide. They're all the oh, same Oh, don't
0: spoil. I'm saving that. Jesus. I mean, oh, how I'm harvesting for the winter. Don't <laughs> be talking <laughs> about the Carrot ad.
1: But it's the same concept, yes, Brady. No, it I is all the same concept. Yeah. And we love it. As advertisers, we love it. It's not punny. I would say puns are the lowest form of copy, right? It's not punny. You would offend so many people in the company with that statement. They should. I would I, w- I would. love to tell. <laughs> not to their not face. for their professional copy. It's just a lot of. Well, oh, I can't a lot of dad jokes out there. No, but you know, what I'm talking about like mm. my old head of marketing would do this thing where she would like run a campaign and she'd like send someone a plant and the copy would be we can't wait to grow with you. And it's not objectively bad, but it just hurt my soul. Come on. Didn't I want
0: to send out back in the day that icebreaker game and there was with an the icebreaker? penguin on the center? And it was the like the first send for direct mail.
1: That's what hurts my heart, so, dude. The puns. I said
0: the company would be offended. I'm really talking about myself. Yeah, I can see that now.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like puns are like the lowest form of copywriting.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a time and place, but very selective. I think a lot of people break that. They're addicted to them because they're easy. Yeah, they're easy, but you think they are the most genius thing. <laughs> I'm so creative yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with that.
1: Oh, man. Well, I love the ad. It's really, really good. Yeah. I just I I'm curious, like how like if you and I were to run that on a Facebook campaign, how it performed yep. against something that was less subtle and more in your face.
0: Yeah, it, I think it would have to be part of like a multi
1: creative multi-channel strategy i like it for retargeting if we're being honest like okay so let's say i had sandals in my like so sometimes i feel like retargeting they push me harder than i'm ready for Mm -hmm. so i think if you let's say you were trying to sell slides and we ran a cart abandonment retargeting campaign with a subtle ad and a direct response ad i think together those two ads are better than alone yeah because you get the direct response but then I think the hard part about a lot of the e-commerce retargeting experience is they don't take me anywhere. It's still like buy now. It doesn't solve any of the reasons why I didn't buy it in the first place other than they think it was haste or yeah, I yeah. ran out of
0: time. So like, like, oh, he, you know, he had to go do something or else he totally would have bought. So let me just bring him back to the same exact experience.
1: Correct. I never understood yeah, that. That's a good it's, point. It's like when SaaS companies, they do retargeting to the homepage. But the homepage was a thing that they didn't convert on in the first place. Yeah. And then you just sent them back. So I think something subtle like that, like if you were to show me that ad and i had been looking at slides. Yeah. I think you could subliminally get me to check. Like that's where I think the subliminal stuff is healthy. I don't know if it's as healthy as we'd like to think it is Mm -hmm. when we do subtle first touch ads. Mm -hmm. Or even like retargeting
0: on ultra Boost a success page like a checkout actual purchase then you hit them with the
1: slides ad correct cross sell and upsell i just think you have to have some type of level of connection for subtleness to work yeah yep i agree hi, right, we agree that that's, my friends was advertising jealousy yeah, and that's when, it, that's when we agree totally <laughs> agree we win that's win. so brady market this yeah you want to announce it? You
0: want me to do it? You announce it. You announce it. All right. Well, it's all around us. We're sending it right now. We're gonna talk about furniture, and this is your idea, so I'm gonna let you take it from here.
1: Yeah. The thing with me is sometimes I just want to give us ones that I think are really hard, and I think this one's. My mind hard. was going. I have a commercial. Okay. So I love that. I'm gonna need your help because okay. let me set the stage around why I think it's a good topic for today. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday. You're moving into your new apartment, your new car. I'm like, wait, it's Tuesday.
0: today. I thought it was Monday. No, let me take you're you to the little saying, world, okay, Yeah, take me to tomorrow.
1: I'm taking you in a little world. It's tomorrow. Okay. You're moving on Saturday. It's Damn. Tuesday. You're moving. You know you're currently in a two-bedroom. You just bought a four-bedroom. Business is good. Brady's doing well. He's going to have to get some furniture for a couple new rooms. Okay. Now, if you're like me, you don't like living in an empty house. It makes you feel a little awkward. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun in the design stuff. So you're like, all right. You get a little stuck, though. So you have a couple options. And this is where you start running into issues. They have these apps. You can scan a room and you can try to place the virtual furniture in it. It's hard to make that work. Now, we know a company, Matterport, we've been in a lot of talks with. Yeah. They do this quite well. But it's not like a. have downloaded the consumer apps for it. It's not great. Okay. So it's hard to kind of imagine a room. You end up kind of drawing it out. You kind of have to maybe get a interior designer, but you don't want to spend all their fees. So you're kind of over there just trying to find what's going to go in the room. And then if you're like me or most people, you, maybe you go to Ikea. Maybe you go to an Ashley Home Furnishing or whatever. Like you go to Jerome's, mm-hmm. whatever your local kind of furniture store is. And you're excited. So you go in there. You walk around. They have a somewhat helpful salesperson who's not really a designer, but can, can kind of tell you where different stuff is. Yeah. So you walk the store, you finally some find some stuff that you really like, you go to order it, it's never in stock, they never have it. Yeah, other people like it too. So it's all only for the floor, mm-hmm. and then they're going to ship it to you, so you have to pay for that on the shipping, it's not included a lot of times, and it's like four weeks out. So. I don't know what's the easy way of doing this. Like Ikea has got their massive warehouse, right? When you get out of IKEA, their stuff, we always hit out of stock. And it doesn't, you can't move with Ikea stuff. I've sort of learned about Ikea. It only works in your home. Oh yeah. Try to move the furniture. It falls apart in travel and
0: it just, and just, uh, I took apart. My wife had like a wardrobe and we took it apart and we moved it into our garage still in the garage in pieces because i can't even imagine it's like the directions are gone yep. it's just a baggie filled with a hundred parts it's hard yeah it's not too... so to me the
1: industry needs some disruption ikea to me is too low of quality and if you really try to use the ikea stuff you can't like have ikea in your house with like three kids they're gonna just demolish the IKEA yeah they're certain like dressers i think are good you like the dressers? yes yeah. I'm a big like consignment store guy. I'll go get like yeah, these yeah. furniture I like from the, the consignment one in store. Lagoon, yeah. I don't know if
0: you've been in that one, I've been to a Buy lot of Walmart.
1: Yeah, they're good. My yeah. point to you though is how would we, how do we disrupt this industry? How do we make it better? How do we create a product people want? How do we market that product? What's your take, Brady?
0: So my mind was going to like advertising existing companies, with IKEA being the obvious one. Okay. But I do think like there's just so many different markets. There's the high end market. The restoration hardware market. Yeah, like my cousin's uh, going to post-grad and she found a couch on Facebook Marketplace. And the lady's like, oh, it's unavailable. And she's like, what about the couch behind it? She's like, yeah, my husband will drop it off. 150 bucks. She Googles it. It's like a 25 grand couch that she got from someone didn't know how much it was. So there's that space. I'm telling her to flip it. I'm like, you could pay for your college. And anything you want to do, just flip that thing. And buy a two hundred dollar couch now. It's probably so comfortable though. I didn't. I couldn't even look at it. <laughs> I, she's gonna keep it. The I couches
1: was, are crazy expensive. They can be, and they can take ninety days to get delivered. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to explain. Like the the couch you want is you can't have. There's no way to get what you want in the yeah. furniture game.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm thinking low end market, Kay. and I'm gonna have IKEA in there as the massive of one, course. but I wanna yeah. you know give this idea to the smaller brands. Okay. One idea was for like social media advertisement is to take a hotel suite and completely use just using Ikea because it's the only lower end brand I know use Ikea furniture for the whole thing and then do like the reaction shot of them learning. It's all Ikea, right? So a couple goes in, it might be their honeymoon. They think it's the most incredible room they've ever seen in their life. And then the person bringing up their bags is like, this is all Ikea. And they're just like, holy shit, no way. one ad idea or do an actual hotel partnership where your furniture is actually in the rooms and people can shop the products in the room on their phone and so it's pretty apparent like oh you know whether it's a smaller shop or a big one like this is all ikea in our rooms at this best western in houston and so Mm. when you stay there you can actually shop the products in your room
1: yeah So that that was just, that was the first idea enough though. It's a brilliant concept, but I think this is what creates an opportunity for us.
0: There is unique furniture for hotels. I do. I think I saw where your mind went in terms of the durability. I do think like hotel furniture is a category in itself.
1: It is, but I'm just saying like, there's something in the middle that you can't say who's a middle tier furniture brand.
0: Maybe West Elm or is that high tier?
1: That's probably mid tier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's middle. Like,
1: they're like in a they're not in a strip mall they're in like but they're in like a home goods type center like in the district here they kind of have like three of them next to each other usually it's like yeah, home like goods Crate and, barrel. Crate and barrel west elm whatever right they're all kind of together but to me they don't have enough selection
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they don't like ikea is brilliant because remember when you're walking their floor they have the rooms already designed for you So they kind of take away the – when you go into like a different furniture brand, they aren't – they don't use walls and they don't create spaces. So I would say for a lot of people, they struggle to connect. Like they get very insecure. Yeah. They feel confident in IKEA because it's literally been already designed for them so they can Mm -hmm. imagine its application. And so then they'll purchase it. But I think there's a quality gap. So to me, there's this opportunity in the middle – where you could recreate the success of IKEA, where it still builds yourself, it still allows you to walk through it, but not in a f- controlled maze mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people don't enjoy. And you could kind of do like a 21st century version of IKEA with medium tier materials where you could say, like, I- IKEA lasts two years, we last 10 or whatever, five, mm-hmm. or and you can kind of create that middle tier. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think Ikea, at least in my mind, is like moving in that direction. Like, I personally don't think of Ikea as the broken down brand anymore. I think they still sell that stuff. But like we have, I think, two big dressers from Ikea and they are sturdy, like heavy duty, really, really good hardware. We customize it to like we did this cabinet where we cut out the middle and we put this rattan in it and Mm. but i do think like and i don't want to get too far off topic from that question i think this is so relevant to those mid-tier brands you're talking about is the the partnerships with designers i think is interesting because i'm just thinking about like you painted that whole scenario on my life changing tomorrow (laughs) But it's something I recently went through. I mean, we went from a two bedroom townhouse to a three bedroom home and we had to buy a lot of new stuff. Correct. And a part of that was like the Pure Salt Interiors brand being a part of Target. Right. The Chip and Joanna Gaines has their whole Target line. Yep. And so we looked at Target. We bought like two chairs in our living room from Target. I don't know if it was a part of their lines, but I think that's an opportunity for some of those brands is to partner with interior designers that are well known and like have them do a line with you i think is a way to to get okay. out there i had an idea though yeah i kind of wanted to make a direct-to-consumer brand that was sexy like so my aunt bought a five thousand dollar couch off of instagram are you thinking like
1: you yeah, know like kind of like wayfarer but yeah a more um curated kind of like you manufacture it yourself you're not a marketplace okay yeah because Wayfair is just correct it's just an assortment yeah so here's my thought. Can we make the argument that almost all rooms are somewhat similar to a certain extent yes. in a home? Yes. Like master bedrooms are all very similar. You put a big bed in it. You need w- at least one big dresser or two small. Like yeah. you have two nightstands. Like there's usually a window. You can kind of the bed mm-hmm. isn't underneath the window. Usually it's on the left. Like if you're looking at it, the the foot of the bed faces the door. I mean, there's some hits that every kind of mm-hmm. the world plays. What if as a step one to like partnering with us, we sent you VR headset overnight delivery. So you want to come to our brand step one, VR headset overnight delivery. And then you're now in your home. And then we have preloaded the VR headset with 100 different types of rooms, all with our own furniture lines already designed. And then you can flip through them. And then you can essentially go, I like room number two. Mm -hmm. I like room number four. And then maybe we have 10 themes. So we have shiplap as a theme. We have mid-century modern as a theme. We've got kind of bohemia as a theme. So we have all these different design themes. So you pick your design theme. And then we have all these different room variations. You pick those. And then you can pick out your favorite furniture of those. And then we just mail it all directly to your house. Yeah. And installs included for X amount. Yeah. To me, if you could give me real furniture with a real design experience install included that is a massive market share opportunity
0: mm-hmm. you could probably just even i've done google cardboard once i don't know if you ever mess yeah, yeah, with that right. yeah yeah like you could probably just
1: correct i'm not saying high-end vr it just needs to be like a put modern day phone lookbook. in yeah it's a modern day yeah. lookbook. exactly you put it in you understand the room there's something
0: you know that guy like the powerful websites you need to know have no. you seen that guy on instagram no He like he's on episode 200 something and he just shows a random website and they're all pretty cool. And the most one of the most recent ones, at least that I saw was a furniture one where you kind of like put in some information and then they like source all this furniture and then you kind of like can click into each piece and customize it and then they bundle it. But it's not they don't have the room layout. They just like you kind of select your style and they just put these products together. I
1: think the success of Ikea is it creates a complicated like as humans we're not great at at Mm -hmm. envisioning a room and all its furniture and thinking exactly where it all goes sometimes i just walk ikea for inspiration i like interior design so i might walk ikea yeah see something go i won't do that but i could do this instead yeah and people spend
0: a lot of time in those rooms like i personally when i go there i know what i'm getting so it's i do like walking around but i do notice like people are spending time in the pre-built rooms
1: well, yeah, they don't know how to design. Yeah,
0: really checking out for They're sure. They're taking
1: photos if you watch. They're trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you came to our website, okay, let's say um, we could call it your home. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and you kind of sell this whole home is where the heart is, like this whole kind of romantic, emotional connection with your home. And it starts with like, what are your favorite colors? Put those in. What are your favorite materials? You put those in. And do it all. And off that, our software yeah. kind of like, um, you know how like, stitch Fick works yeah yeah. like kind of those like personal stylists. Mm -hmm. we have an automated personal interior designer does it all for you we send you the cardboard you see it all you get to choose what you want yeah and then we every all the furniture shipped within two days we overnight the other in one week you could be looking on tuesday like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. and by saturday you could have all your furniture at your house and it fits you feel good about it yeah People, and with it, real wood, like not all this manufactured wood, but like you choose walnut, cherry, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, and you actually get real wood and it's high in furniture and they install it for you.
0: That could work. I feel like the quiz could be really sophisticated. It could be. Like, are you married? Yes. Where did you go on your honeymoon?
1: Because I I I saw, I was watching
0: one of the most recent shows I watched about like the whole fixer up or whatever it was. They wanted like a certain you're shade. Right. They do that
1: kind of interview questions and they kind of get that emotional. Yeah. Side. They were explaining yeah. why
0: they wanted things. They're like, oh, we want this type of shade because we went on our honeymoon here Correct. and they had that and we loved it. So I think like that's pretty common where inspiration comes from. And so I think the quiz part could be very And we could start as a product.
1: Like we were saying earlier, we could start as a product. Yeah. Like Chip and Joanna Gaines to me are a product. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Scarlett, you're in the studio today. And I'm sure, and I don't want to just, you know, assume, but I'm assuming you like Chip and Joanna games at all. Yeah, she's not in your head. Yeah. People like them. I'm here too. I love them. Yeah. Waco, Texas. Shout out. They do modern farmhouse, right? And they, they don't they don't make, they're not doing other stuff. It's modern farmhouse. Yeah. So I think our furniture could also just be one style at first. We could get known for that. And then we could essentially go from being a product to a platform. In other words, we could go from having this one type of furniture that everybody likes and keeps our kind of self-focused we can hit our deliveries on time we make sure we don't run out of inventory we can make sure everything's the right quality and then we can add in oh we started on like modern barn now we go to mid-century modern now we go to shiplap or whatever that is and we bring in these new styles i feel like it could actually work yeah we couldn't do the quiz then well you to start to start it was, to start but or then or we, we just say, you failed our quiz. You don't fit our style. <laughs> but I think from there, we could develop it. And to me, I think if you could get someone high quality furniture installed mm-hmm. in a week. Without an interior designer, but it looked like you had one. That would be tough to beat. Like yeah. that would genuinely be a very strong value prop. For a lot of people. Yeah.
0: And I think picking that style to start with, like the influencer connections would be gigantic. Because, <sighs> yeah, I think the influencer, if it fits their style and if it was purely authentic, right, you'd only yeah. want to find influencers who actually like your products. Their audience is going to like it, too.
1: And I have another for the most part to go off your hotel idea. Yeah. You know, you can like, you know, how when you go to a hotel, they have different types of rooms. Mm-hmm. What if one of the rooms was branded like us and you could choose it? So this is more co-marketing. Yeah. So in other words, you do yeah. king deluxe, two queen, double queen, suite, and then you had the your home room. Yeah. Or the and one bed king by your home and then or whatever. Your yeah, home. yeah. Exactly. And then you would go in there, and then it would kind of you'd have like just a subtle piece of paper by the telephone. Yeah. I would say everything here is by your home with a QR yeah. code or whatever. That to me, if you could get people to experience it too, mm-hmm. you did the right co-marketing because your hotel idea is brilliant. Like, yeah. and even if they don't know your
0: home, when they're looking at that hotel room, they're like, "Buy your home. What is it?" There's gonna be photos, correct? Right. And if they like the photos, it's gonna be different than other rooms. And if they like it, they'll be like, "What
1: is this your?" And the ho- the hotel can hopefully charge fifteen yeah. percent more. We get free co marketing. Yeah,
0: I love the co marketing. Yeah, I think that. I mean, you could do restaurants, restaurant lobbies. You can. There's so many. Like even the areas in the mall, right? The waiting areas in a mall. Like you could co-market. What if you
1: could do subtly, like first class, like what if you could figure out a way, like see? the seats,
0: like the footrest or something.
1: Like no, more like um, like the the way the the side panels are, maybe what the material was on the cushions. Because remember, if we have a theme, it's like a style. It's like we do modern barn room. Like if you could make it all like that, but now maybe there's only two seats in first class that were your home seats. Yeah, you see, like I just think there's all sorts of crazy ways that you could. Do this. That'd be cool for a car company, like Ferrari
0: and Virgin Air. Like Herman Miller.
1: If Herman Miller did a co-marketing with first class, and you could pay like ten percent more to have a Herman Miller seat in first class, that like that kind of stuff to me is epic. You just got to kind of figure out where's that true Mm -hmm. thing that benefits the consumer and they're willing to pay for. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk co-marketing on a whole different show. I mean, we could. What if we did like WeWork? You had a partnership with WeWork in your home. And I mean, there's so many ways to do this. Yeah. And bring it to life. But furniture in all these areas is
0: anonymous. Like that's the industry. Right. Is like you keep it anonymous. It's so true. Totally.
1: And then I saw this ad from Ikea. I'm going to use for ad jealousy one time. But they built the whole font out of their furniture. I think it was like a display ad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would steal that in a heartbeat Yeah, for a brand guide. Yeah, In the that brand a cool guide, campaign. you could do like the whole entire alphabet, but in your products and the way you're like pieced together and designed. There's just so many creative ways to position a furniture brand. But I think what we care about the most is can I get the thing I want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the thing I want? It's like buying what cars.
0: There's is? a chip shortage for
1: couches. My yeah. sister's
0: trying to buy a new couch.
1: <laughs> it's not easy. Dude, Brian, I'm going to not use her last name, but Brian, a guy I know bought a couch for a lot of money custom design the whole thing yeah and it took like 90 days to get to his place i was like who waits 90 days for a couch what do you even sit on what are we doing it's pizza here? in bed but that's and i've people, been there yeah people are waiting like crazy for their furniture these days if you could just get your furniture on time installed with high quality materials and it fit your room perfect game over yeah it's designed
0: so well it doesn't mean custom like I, mean, I don't know if that should be a I public mean, line but more of an inspiration yeah i mean it could work with the market design so well it doesn't have to be custom Ooh. and that like is why you get it so quick
1: and then we start getting some partnerships with the local interior designers we start putting the whole yeah. thing
0: together i've so- noticed that's just been in my personal life the interior designer partnerships the pure salts
1: yep. the magnolias like it's big oh they love it and then you get and then we do custom events where we fly out all our interior designers so you can see all our new product lines, all our new releases. Yeah. We f- pay for everything. So we're like – we pamper them the most. I think if you pamper them the most, you don't have to always have the – like we could be 1% less on affiliate than maybe Ikea mm-hmm. or somebody else. Mm-hmm. But they don't get flown out every year to Cabo yeah. for a two-day, all expenses paid for – retreat with exclusives on the product line for inspiration for the next Joanna line, Gaines know? is keynoting, right? You get some of the right people in there. I mean, this isn't the world's worst idea. I guess we're starting a furniture company. How many companies are we going to start Brady? I think we now, what are we, we doing? Car
0: at, wash is a good start. We have the car I'd wash. Like get into the golf course sooner than later. Yeah. You maybe. like, you've been talking about the golf. I course. Mean, I, I played so like, Creek three times this weekend. I think we buy it. We just, we got to buy the golf. course. I did course. the research. <laughs> yeah. buy it (laughs) and then we're gonna have to be furnished
1: furnished. we'll have everything we need
0: they recently did a rebrand so it's actually looking pretty good there
1: yeah yeah i love it well thanks everyone for uh hanging out with us today we uh got to talk a little jealousy got to talk a little bit market this and uh i really do think that that furniture idea could work yeah we gotta shake up the game shaking it up well thanks everybody don't forget to like subscribe ring the bell Leave five stars, leave 10 stars, leave 100 stars. Ask us questions, use the comments. That's true. We will respond to them and do our best to uh, integrate to the show so we all feel like we're a part of it. So thanks, everyone, and uh, have a great day.
0: See you next week.